This is Tennis Quick Tips, episode 87. Hi, it's Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With each episode, Tennis Quick Tips gives you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. I'm excited about this episode for a lot of reasons. Number one, we're going to talk about the serve. I know every player out there, no matter what level they are, would love to improve their serve. So I've got some good tips coming in this episode to help you do just that. Number two, this episode is an interview episode, and I said at the beginning of the year that I wanted to do more interviews, so I'm definitely going down that track. And number three, I am interviewing someone who I really enjoy talking to about tennis. I think he knows a lot about it. He's a tennis pro, and his name is Brian Montez, and this is actually the person who I'm not sure he would want me to put it this way, but he taught me how to play tennis. I think we have worked together on and off for about 11 years. Over those 11 years, I've taken tons of private lessons with Brian. I've done clinics, drills. I've done cardio tennis with him. And in fact, he's the person who convinced me that I could become a tennis coach and teach other people. And so I've worked for him as a coach teaching kids tennis. And we are actually doing some other work together. Hopefully, I'm going to get to start teaching at a more adult level at some point if I can get up the nerve to do that. Brian himself started playing tennis, I know, at a very young age and was a junior player who did a lot of tournaments. I think he gives some of his background in this episode, but I know he's been teaching for about 17 years and teaches um, club level players at all levels from people who are just starting out learning the game as I was when I started with him to upper level recreational players. I know he has worked with some really high level players too. He continues himself to play USTA league tennis and inner tournaments and so I think he's got quite a bit of good advice as far as what we as recreational players can do to play better tennis. So we're going to get started with this interview. I'm just going to tell you right up front I'm still working on getting the best quality I can for recording interviews and this one is pretty mediocre as far as sound quality goes but hopefully I'll get better with that and finally I want to be sure that you listen all the way through to the end because at the end I'll let you know what I'm doing for this final week of May happy tennis month I have some great giveaways planned that's multiple and I don't want you to miss out on it so listen through right up to the end And with that, let's get going with this interview with Brian Montez. I'm talking to Brian Montez today, and Brian is a tennis pro who I've been working with for many years. 
So, Brian, I know all about you, but why don't you give some background to tell listeners what your tennis experience is and how you came to be a pro? Sure. Um, I've been in the industry for about 17 years. I've taught all levels from age three and above to adult, uh, state, national, and professional level. Um, I played tennis as a junior. That's kind of how I got into teaching after college. Um, and it just kind of stuck with me, and I enjoyed it. So I continued on, and it seems to be going well for me. So what kind of players do you coach mostly? Uh, at the moment, I primarily coach club-level players from beginner to inter- intermediate level. I do have some um, advanced kids and adults, but not very many. But I remember you were, like, traveling with people who were, were they trying to get on the tour or what were they? Yeah, I had a nationally ranked kid that traveled quite a bit that I used to train. And then I also trained some guys that were on the Futures and Challengers circuit. Okay. And right now you're teaching all kinds of lessons, like private lessons, group lessons. Like what are you doing? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, I do individual private lessons for kids and adults. Uh, I teach several ladies' teams. Um, And then, of course, you know, you got your evening workers. Yeah, people who have jobs. Mm -hmm. So, okay, well, what we're going to talk about today is something that, of course, all tennis players have problems with. Not me, right? Oh, because you've been been with you directly for 12 years. Yeah, I've been with you for so long. I've perfected my serve. So we're going to talk about the tennis serve, and I think what we settled on, we were going to talk about most common mistakes that you see recreational players making with their serve and how they can hopefully correct those yeah. mistakes. Yeah. So The very first most common is how you line up. A lot of people like to line up square to the net. Well, with and when you, say, when you say square, are you talking about facing the net? Yes, hips and shoulders facing the net. Okay. Okay, so... Primarily on both sides, you want to line up the same. You want to turn your body to where you feel comfortable so that you can rotate through your serve and get some weight transfer into it. And you don't want to change how you line up from the deuce court to the ad court. You want to line up the same. And are you lining up sort of um, with your body perpendicular to the baseline or more of a diagonal? A little more perpendicular with your front shoulder, either your right or your left, depending on what side you hit from, uh, pointing towards the net. Okay. Um, And is that the kind of position you should take no matter what serve you're going to hit? Like if you're hitting a first serve, a second serve, a flat serve, a spin serve? Yes, that is correct. You line up the same for every serve. Uh, the way to change the type of serve is the toss and how you position your strings as you swing through the ball. That really determines what type of serve you hit. Okay. So that's the number one mistake you see and the most common. What's number two? Uh, the ball toss. Uh, I bet you have a lot to say about <laughs> the ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make it pretty, uh, pretty simple, though. Um, Basically, with the ball toss, I mean, it's the hardest part of the serve, obviously. Uh, You want to keep your tossing arm and wrist completely straight through your motion. You want no bend and no flick in the wrist. 
from your downwards movement to your release. And why do you want to do that? Because the, if you think about the distance that you extend your arm, it's exactly the same every time. But when you bend your elbow or flick your wrist, it changes. Right. And then that changes where your ball moves in your zone. Okay, so the ball toss. And people can be working on the ball toss Forever. at home and wherever, right? And it doesn't matter what level you are. You have to work on the ball toss a lot, and you're still not going to perfect it. It's just one of those things that you have to do consistently or it's not going to improve at a very fast rate. Yeah, you do. When you watch, when I watch slams on TV, sometimes they'll actually spend time talking about how bad somebody's ball toss yeah, is. Yeah. Okay, so number one, court pos or position on the baseline. Number two, ball toss. What's number three? Um, just kind of not having a plan. You know, Ooh, that's a good where one. do you want to actually hit your serve? Do you want to just get it in, or do you want to place it within the box? So obviously, to become a better player and have a stronger serve, you want to place it. And so you do that by learning how to pronate, which that means you're adjusting the strings at the top with your wrist. You're not adjusting your body to the target that you want to hit to in the court. So, so it's just a simple turn of your wrist away from your body. That, and, and how much you turn it, that's going to determine where your strings are pointing and where your ball is land in the box. Okay. And don't change your grip to, to place your serve. Your grip stays the same, and you adjust your wrist position so that your strings are pointing where you want the ball to go. Okay, and all, I guess the way I'm thinking of that is it puts different spin on the ball. Yes, if you, the more you pronate, the flatter you hit your serve. Right. And the less you pronate, the more spin you okay. get on your serve. But having a plan, it's not just what serve you're going to hit, it's where you're going to hit the serve, right? Where or am I and what, talking about two different things? No, you're, you're on the right track. And then also, what are your opponent's strengths and weaknesses? Obviously, you want to serve it into their weaknesses. So you got to come up when you start and have a plan, but you have to think about all those other simple things that we discussed at the beginning. And that's why it should be the most practiced shot in tennis, and it's the least practice shot in tennis until you get to a competitive level. If you're at a competitive level as a junior or an adult, you, they do practice a lot. I most of the people I teach hate to practice the serve. I love it. I you don't... absolutely love it. And I, <laughs> I absolutely love, love teaching it to you. Good. Okay, that's number three. Do you have a number four? No, it's just those are just some basic, simple things to think about. I think if you start to get into it with the knee bend and, you know, the tossing, uh, the timing through the motion, those are more advanced things, and, and it takes more uh, a timing with your body, your tossing arm, your racket speed. So that's a little bit more for an advanced level lesson. Um, those are simple, basic things that I think if you could follow, you could probably improve your serve quickly. Okay, and those things were 
having the proper stance, the proper position on the baseline, the ball toss, having a more consistent toss by, keep um, by keeping your arm straight, mm -hmm. and having a plan or a target of that where you're going to serve and achieving that by using pronation and spin. Yes, and adjusting okay. your racket head at the top without a grip change. Okay. Well, I have like a bonus question for you because I wondered this. Obviously, anybody could go out and practice serving all by themselves. You don't have to have anybody. You don't have to be taking a lesson. But I get concerned that I'm going to hurt myself or that I'm practicing incorrectly. Do you have some recommendation about how much you should practice your serve? You should just really practice until you feel like you're possibly getting a little fatigued. Um, you obviously, if you start getting fatigued, you are going to do some things incorrectly, and that's where injuries come from. There's really no set for everyone's different. There's no set amount of time that one individual person can practice. You know, it just really depends on your your skill level, your physical level, your mental level. You know, all those things come into to play when you're practicing, and everyone's different. Yep. Okay. Well, um, those are good tips. I'm glad you told them to me now. Uh, oh, they might I, help I'm me. I'm lesson, right? I told them. Well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate it. I'm sure we have a lesson planned soon, and I am also sure I will have you back at some point to give even more fabulous tips from a real tennis pro. Anytime, Kim. That might be what I call it. Anytime. Okay. Well, thanks very much. You're welcome. So that's my interview with Brian Montez, and he told us the three most common serve mistakes he sees with the recreational players he teaches and how to correct them. I'll have those listed in the show notes for this episode, so you can go back over them if you want to see them. And you can find the show notes over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips87. Let's talk about the Happy Tennis Month giveaway I have to wrap up the month of May. All this month, I've been doing giveaways of tip sheets that you can find on my website. You can download those. They're all PDF documents, and I've got one that I'm giving away with this episode. It's, of course, a serve tip sheet. You can download that by going to the show notes, and you'll see towards the bottom a large blue button that you can click on and that will give you the download. It will also put you on my email list so you'll get weekly updates from me that also include these podcast episodes. And the big bonus is you will be entered in a drawing that I'm having just for my email list where I'll be giving away three paperback copies of my book, Real Tennis Tips for Real Tennis Players. That book is available on Amazon. There's a Kindle version and there's a paperback version. And what I'm going to do is select three of my email followers and I'm going to send them a copy of the book. So if you want to get into that drawing and if you want to get weekly updates and every single one of you, if you want to get the serve tip sheet I have for this week, Go to the show notes, look for the big blue button down towards the bottom of the show notes, click on that, and it will take you through the very simple steps 
to get included in all of that stuff. Again, the show notes over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips87. Be sure and visit Tennis Fixation. You can find my contact info there, show notes for this and all of the other episodes, as well as a lot of other great tennis tips. And let me know in the comments to the show notes what you think about the interview and the whole interview format. I'm really now actively looking out there for the best possible people to interview to bring you the kind of tennis tips that you and I can put to work immediately and see big improvements on court. So again, visit TennisFixation.com for all of that. Thanks for listening. Be sure and click that blue button to get in on the giveaway. Have a happy tennis month as it's wrapping up here. Watch the French Open if you're not doing that already, because I am. And happy tennis. Happy tennis.